Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X, NGR Radio's Xbox Podcast. I'm your host, ADV. Thank you guys for joining me. As always, even in audio form, we got to throw up the X. Yes. Unfortunately, Bossman and Jesse could not join me for this episode. There are uh dads who are working very hard throughout the weekend uh some things came up and if you guys notice uh if you watch nintendo power block nintendo power block yesterday i mentioned that we were going to be doing the indiana jones um movie commentary unfortunately that wasn't able to happen due to some unforeseen circumstances um but we're going to push that back and so you know not to let you guys go out a week without having some discussion about xbox we're gonna uh really get into it well i should say i'm gonna get into it so we're still gonna do the same format but our arsenal exchange is gonna actually gonna be looking at the month of may for games and this one is not just only gonna be about xbox i'm at am adding nintendo and uh, uh sony to this because what we just experienced with the Nintendo Direct, what we got in January and February this month, the games, March is still going to continue it. And just if anyone, I say, go watch the Nintendo Direct and even inside uh, Xbox and whatever Sony's going to be planning to do. We got a lot of great stuff coming out and we might once again have another hard year for game of the year for nominations. You know, there, right now there is no clear, no clear winner of who would take game of the year. We got our nominations and we got personal nominations started right now, but we don't have a, defi- a definitive answer until we pretty much get to the end of the year. So, as normal, I'm going to jump into uh what we what's been in my arsenal. So um everybody know what I've been playing on Nintendo. If I if you guys check out Power Block. Um what I played for uh PlayStation 4, I've been playing Final Fantasy twelve, the Zodiac Age, um, and Secret of Mana also. But for the Zodiac Age, I've been doing a lot of the hunts. Um, you know, it was, it's a side quest thing that you could get, you could get some extra stuff from it. And normally you could do those hunts at any time, but since I'm at the end of the game, I'm doing some side stuff before I finish the game. And I'm getting some trophies in it and everything. So I might not get, uh, uh, I might not end up platinum the game just yet, but I am enjoying from what is offered. I know there's going to probably be some things that I'm missing, but I'm going to be kind of looking up guys on how to get it because it's been a while and plus i already beat final fantasy 12 on uh, playstation 2 so it's not really a loss if i don't look these things up and you know get a little help to get that trophy so secret of mana i am almost kind of like done i'm like 60 percent done um i just got to get some more uh mana seeds and get my weapon levels up so everything will be together so i'm going to be grinding in that and just making money and making sure that i got everything ready for that i know uh one of the trophies in it is to fly everywhere with flamey to land and stuff so i want to make sure that i get all the names of the city and everything and just fly drop in drop out drop in drop out and get that trophy um shouldn't be too hard but you know i'll do all of that at the end of the game because i think they're gonna do the last portion of the game as counter for it so i'm gonna wait for all of that 
So that's kind of what I've been doing for PlayStation 4. I also picked up, um, Tomb Raider the Definitive Edition, um, and playing a little bit of that, kind of getting, I think I'm gonna go back into the whole trilogy. Um, I played some Uncharted Lost Legacy, really enjoyed that. Um, but I'm, I'm going to be getting into, back into Neo and Bloodborne soon. I know I mentioned it, but, um, those games I'm going to be pick, uh, going to be jumping into, cause, um, I haven't got any, like, new PlayStation four games just yet at this time and you know Nino I got Nino Kuni and Dragon Quest eleven you know be working through those games also. Um but I'm waiting for days gone uh to come out. That would be my first PlayStation four game that I'm getting for the year. Um because uh when when I get to Arsenal Exchange for looking at the list, um Devil May Cry five is kind of like the next big game after Anthem for me personally. Uh so actually getting into uh and I if, uh, and everybody I haven't even started Kingdom Hearts three yet. I need to start that too. Uh but getting to Xbox One, um I've been playing a little bit more of Destiny 2, uh, getting past a lot of that stuff, um, doing everything that they offer there. I haven't did any of the pub public events or anything, um, but I am enjoying that game. You know, just running back through it. It is kind of fun uh, with that. Um, I picked up Crackdown 3, and I started the game. And Crackdown 3, and I know a lot of people are giving it a, a lot of flack for some of the things, for which I don't understand why. Um, but it's a really fun game. I'm definitely enjoying myself with it. Um, the, it controls really fun, it controls really well. Um, the gun shooting is, uh, is good. And I can see where some people might have some problems with the art style and that the city feels empty. But, you know, I kind of liked it the way, I kind of like it with the way it is compared to the stuff that happens in Grand Theft Auto 5 or even the Grand Theft Auto games is that you got this huge city and whether you pack it with people or not you really sometimes really can't go to a lot of places in Grand Theft Auto 5 you could drive around and you could probably get into a building's parking lot, but you can't actually go into the building. And I think what I like about Crackdown is just that, yeah, you can't go into these buildings, but there's something attached to it that you could look into and explore this world. And you might find an orb, or you might find uh, a hacking note or something. You might come into a side mission, and, you know, you might get some... Uh, some gems and stuff like you you there's something we warned you for exploring in there and i'm definitely enjoying it uh i know a lot of people just have have been mixed about it because of all the delays and everything but um i'm going to be making my way through the game so hopefully i could get a review out soon um but if not it'll probably be after this episode so following week uh will be kind of like when we start discussing and everything i hopefully i'll have a, a review out because i'm gonna be trying to do a lot of stuff get through the campaign try the multiplayer stuff and see it uh cory and jesse are playing it too here and there so hopefully we all three at one time can play um depending on what what's being offered uh what i do find interesting though is that the way that the game installs um and this is kind of, I'm saying that it's weird to me because um, I've never had a game that installed twice in a sense. Meaning that it installed like 
50% of the game and then the other 50%. Like, it did a 100% with story, co-op, campaign, and whatever. And then it did the wreckage mode, the multiplayer mode. And I'm like, that's interesting. Because even when I try to, you, you can't do automatic start. It kind of takes you on which one you want to start it, start it at. And so I selected the original one and then it shows the, the, the screen. And I'm just like, that's a very odd choice for that to happen. But, um, uh, Crackdown 3 is the game that I'm going to be playing for a good while. Um, I am planning on getting Anthem. Uh, Friday, so uh, we'll be able to uh, play. I'll be able to uh, play that um, and get through that game. Um, and to, to let everybody know, uh, next Wednesday we will have the episode uh, showing that we are just going to be talking about Crackdown Three and Anthem um, because both games are out. We both, all three of us, got to experience what the game offers, and we're going to have some comments to it. Um, Anyone who, who, like I said, once again, watch Power Block kind of knows about the flying thing on how I feel about, uh, Emptus flying versus, uh, Damon X Machina flying. Um, Corey did say that the, f- there's a flying level that, it, that you get taught, uh, about and it's kind of better in the official version of the game. So, um, I will see for myself when the game comes out. I really am happy to be playing this game. Um, I am going to be, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of jumping between a lot of games between Nintendo, Sony, and Xbox. So I'm trying to work on reviews. I'm trying to, uh, get other, other stuff for shows and production ready and everything. I'm lining up my, uh, arcade list for a future project, um, so that you guys could check out and stuff and also doing some writing and everything. Uh, and shout out to, uh, Jason, Jason Marshall. Um, he, is the host of Nurse Gone Platinum that you guys should check out also. Um, he's been helping me edit one of my blogs. Um, and it's been very helpful to me because it's, um, I, I say stuff, I put it in, and you know, he makes a point about it, I take it out or I revise it and stuff. So hopefully, you know, it's a team effort. Uh, that, you know, he's making my blog better and stuff. So shout out to him. Um, and also, uh, He's going to be helping me with the Crackdown 3 review. Uh, so hopefully that you guys can read it. Um, and it, it expresses my, uh, opinion about it and why I gave it the rating it gets. So, um, that is going to be coming up in the future and everything. So, um, hopefully you guys do are ready for it. Um, and I know Jesse and, uh, Corey have been also playing on Xbox and other games and stuff. Um, but they'll talk more about that when they come back next time. So, uh, that's kind of been in my arsenal. Um, I'm probably going to be picking up some other games and stuff to play on Xbox, um, for my index challenge because I haven't really, um, uh, started anything on Xbox just yet for my NX challenge, uh, after I did, um, seasons after fall. But my plan is to do Hellblade, um, beat it on Xbox, um, because a special optional opinion will be coming about that soon. And definitely with this game now coming to Switch, uh, which I am going to buy. <laughs> and shout out to Jesse Wright also, cause he said he's going to buy it too. And we are not getting the physical, and I wanted the physical for Switch. Ah, uh, come on, limited run games. Do it for us. Do us, do it for us Nintendo fans. And if you want to do it for PlayStation Xbox, go ahead. 
get to. <laughs> and I probably end up picking up all three versions also. Uh, only the game six times. Hmm. Well, yeah. Uh, but everybody, when I come back from this break, we're going to get into some Arsenal news and we have a lot to talk about. So I will be right back. And I am back. So let's get into some Arsenal news. And whew, I don't know. Oh wow! It was. It's just been a lot. I didn't expect it to be this much news. Um, but we're gonna start with uh, uh one story is coming from Eurogamer, and another story is coming from um Game Informer. So we're gonna jump into the first one. Respawn has already been over sixteen thousand Apex Legends. Uh, cheaters. And this is by Wesley Yen Poole. He's a deputy editor at Eurogamer. Cheaters flock to popular games, so it comes to as no surprise to see cheating already hit Apex Legends. In a post on the Apex Legends subreddit, Respawn's community manager said the developer had already banned over 16,000 cheaters from the game. The free-to-download Battle Royale hasn't even been out a fortnight. Cheaters suck, reads the post, which encourages users to capture evidence to report. Even if you don't get proof, get their ID and flag it and we can investigate the account, the post continues. Currently, there's no report featuring in Apex Legends. If you have to visit an external website to report a cheat, but it sounds like an in-game report feature is in the works. We have heard your feedback about a report feature in the game. I'll say, I'll just say that that's a very good idea. Meanwhile, Respawn said one of its top priorities is to combat crashes. Improving stability, performance, and quality of life is a big priority for us, and we have a lot of work to do, Respawn said. And a new patch is due out next week, so by the time you guys watch this, there should be a patch out. As you can imagine, when you drop your game out of nowhere and 25 million people show up in the first week, there's going to be all kinds of issues, bugs, exploits, etc. Discover it, Respawn said. Um, and also, so shout out to Ray Osorio. He posted this story on Nerds Overdrive. You guys should also check him out there too. Um, and 
I kind of was just thinking, I'm like, why would you need to cheat in a battle royale game? Yes, the purpose is to try to come number one, but your position doesn't affect the game. You know, you, there's no reward about it. You're in just a position. Even when, uh, you know, Tetris 99 or Fortnite or anything, it's just like you play these games for the enjoyment. Um, and yeah, you could challenge yourself to see if any crazy things going to happen or to see how far you could get. But it's supposed to be for fun and you don't need to cheat because you don't get no benefit out of it. Yeah, you might get some rewards and stuff, but it's a free to play game and those rewards don't stick with you. If you delete the game and put, reinstall it, I mean, those rewards are going to be back. You just have to work to get them back for some of them, but it's just like you don't get no official benefit from it. You might say that, oh, well, breaking rights to some people, they take that as a big thing for them. And for me personally, I just, there's no need for it. You know, I, bragging rights doesn't do anything for me. I, I, when I challenge people around the world in games and stuff, whether I win or lose, I feel good that my skill level was able to handle them or if match up with them. And even if I, even if I lose a lot, I, I had the enjoyment doing it and just like oh man they got me but i go sometimes back in and be like let me try again let me learn from mistakes and let me get better and just have fun with it you know i don't get frustrated and stuff there are some frustrating games out there trust me and sometimes a lot of that is the purpose of the game but i don't get you know i'm not mad that fortnite you know not fortnite that um People who play Battle Boy or games, you know, to learn it and stuff, will ever have uh will ever have a problem, you know, working to be better. Um, what I just don't understand is that you don't need to cheat at a game because you uh or cheat at a Battle Royale game because it's it, you know it's a roulette wheel in a sense. It's you play just different people around the world. It, it mixes and matches, and you don't get really no benefit from it. So that's me. Uh but we're gonna move on to the next story. Copyright Office denies Alfonso Ribeiro's application for the Carlton dance. And this story is coming from Game Informer by Ermer Khan. Uh late last year the subject of dances at Fortnite came to the forefront when multiple lawsuits against Epic Games and other publishers were filed. The argument was that Epic and publishers like 2K were selling and profiting from dances created by other people, which was stealing their intellectual property. One of the plaintiffs is Alfonso Ribeiro, best known as Carlton from the nineteen ninety sitcom Fresh Prince of Bel Air, who claims to be the originator of the Carlton dance, wherein someone swings their arms from side to side and shuffles their feet. As part of this lawsuit, to bolster his claims that he owns the dance, Ribeiro filed for a copyright on the dance last month. The U.S. Copyright Office has refused registration for, among other reasons, belief that Ribeiro is not the only person uh, is not the person who can lay claim to the dance. According to an agent within the Copyright Office's Performing Arts Division named Sasuke Florence, Ribeiro's claim that he originated the dance has several fundamental problems. 
Chief among them is that the simple routine isn't choreography and thus a copyright doesn't make sense. The dancer sways their hips as they step from side to side while swinging their arms in an exaggerated manner, Florence writes in correspondence revealed in a California federal court. In the second dance step, the dancer takes two steps to each side while opening and closing their legs and their arms in unison. In the final step, the dancer's feet are still and they lower one hand from above their head to the middle of their chest while fluttering their fingers. The combination of these three dance steps is a simple routine that is not registrable as a choreographic work. Furthermore, the Copyright Office says Riviera's argument that he performed the dance nationally recognized as his on the ABC TV show, Dancing with the Stars, might actually make the opposite point he wants. And the refusal correspondents, a copyright examiner says that internet research states the choreographer partners for celebrities. The people who do the actual Dancing with the Stars make up their choreography. Ergo, Riviera would not be the person to lay claim to the copyright. As a response to this, lawyers for 2K have filed for a dismissal for Ribeiro's lawsuit against them for the use of the dance in NBA 2K. The dismissal motion points out that the sole copyright for the dance would have to belong to NBC, the company that owns the copyright on the episode on which it originated. While this is definitely a setback for Ribeiro's lawsuit, the court siding with them and the other plaintiffs could drastically alter how copyrights for dances are seen even within the U.S. Copyright Office. In the meantime, Epic continues to sell the dances in question, but Microsoft has removed them from Forza Horizon 4. I think Microsoft is actually waiting to get a official um, ruling on this, and I think they'll put it back in for that. Um, if not, then who knows? But in a way, this is good news for Epic and bad news for Ribero. Um for me, I kind of would, and uh, there is a lawyer on YouTube that you guys should really check out or just look up that he talks about copywriting dances, uh, choreographed moves. And because this is a simple kind of step, excuse me, uh, a simple kind of step that it can't be copyrighted. For example, Anyone who's, who knows, uh, Aaliyah's, um, uh, are you, are that somebody? If that choreograph work was in, uh, Just Dance and, you know, you know, when Ubisoft was selling this, uh, as DL or selling this as DLC, uh, for them to put it in and didn't get it, you know, getting any kind of license agreement, something. And because they changed one step, they might say that it's, it's their routine and stuff. They could get sued for that in, in a sense. Or if, you know, if they put somebody else's work that someone else did, uh, like, yeah, Dan Central, I, I, I was saying. Like, if just that, using that same Aaliyah routine was in Dan Central and everything, and Microsoft just looked at it and just took the whole dance, didn't change anything, and put it in and was selling it, that would be copyright infringement because Microsoft didn't create that choreographic routine uh there was another choreographer who made that routine for Aaliyah and those dances and for that video so that choreographer were on the rights to all of that because they created all the motion they created the movement the counts um 
the spacing and everything. Um, not so much the camera work or anything like that, but just the dance itself. Um, Microsoft wouldn't be able to put that in Dance Central because that would be copyright infringement. They took it and it's a big choreo- choreography, uh, set of moves, of movement, of dances. Um, and just to put that, to do that on your connected stuff, they wouldn't be able to do it. Now, if Microsoft went to the choreographer and made a deal to get that dance in the game and they went through all the avenues for that to happen and you bought it as DLC, then yes, um, it, you know, they could, it's copyrighted work, but everybody, all the parties have agreed together to let that be in the game. So it could be brought and the money could be distributed, uh, whatever that business deal was. So, um, that's the way that I'm looking at it. So, uh, we shall see what happens with it. Uh, we still got the floss still going, uh, but we haven't heard anything about that because it's in the same predicament with, uh, Alberto's uh with the Carlton dance. So we'll see what happens with that. So we're gonna move on to the next story. Gamer X cancels upcoming New York convention. Uh Gamer X, a convention designed to bring together people to like and celebrate LBG2K TQ plus gamers has held conventions on both coasts in the last few years. A few months back before the second Gamer X East convention took place in Times Square, however, a contract issue is forcing the organization to cancel the event two months before its planned April date. The Eastern Convention was to take place at the Microsoft Times Square Conference Center, where the previous convention took place in 2017. This time, however, the conference center had changed policies, and a new contract restricted the types of sponsors that would be allowed for an event. Additionally, the contract would not be ready until March, which posed a problem if there were actually issues with it. This left us in the difficult position, writes Katie Ketchuk, the executive director of Gamer. We either wait for the contract, which is which, if its terms were unfavorable, would leave us little to no time to renegotiate before our event, or we cancel the event before it's too late to refund our crowd found uh, our crowdfunding backers. We're choosing to do what we believe is best for our community because we value your support so much. Gamers refunded all the backers from Indiegogo where they originally raised money for the convention, and so um, it is kind of sad that this is happening um, for it and. Uh, I think Polygon has more, uh, Polygon or Kotaku has more of a deep, uh, um, insight about this. Um, I don't know, they were just like, there's certain sponsors that they wouldn't take that does sponsor Gamer X, so they wouldn't be able to be there. And if they gotta remove them, um, that hurts Gamer X being able to run that convention, uh, there. So, um, you know, it is sad that this is happening. Um, I don't know why the policies change or anything like that. Uh, maybe it was a business decision. Maybe there's a a restructuring going on with it. Uh, but we just don't know. Um, hopefully though for Gamer X East, if anyone who was going there or something like that, I really do hope that it gets rescheduled down, uh, do uh later on in the year and that people do get to have it and maybe they still go back to the microsoft square convention and 
see what they could work out on and see who will help them be able to to help have that convention because gamers do matter the lg the lbgtq uh community do matter to video games whether it's someone that you control someone you design you read about uh, that person actually making a game uh indie game or helping a triple a or first party and putting it out um they really do matter to the community and to all of video games so it would be hopefully i'm wishing them the best um hopefully everybody who uh did contribute to it are refunded properly um that they do get their money back and yeah really do hope that this uh convention does come back uh if not this year next year because it is important so we're going to move on to the next story Dark Sardis 3 meets eternal expectations at THQ Nordic. Very interesting. Um, this story is by Nathan Anstat and, uh, it goes, Ooh, sorry about that, right? When THQ went down in flames in 2013, Dark Sardis was one of the flagship series famously scooped up by THQ Nordic, formerly Nordic Games. After five years of patiently waiting, fans were finally given a third entry in a franchise that was already intended to have several sequels. The game was released to seemingly little fanfare last year, despite deserving more, but according to THQ Nordic's Instagram report covering the calendar year 2018, Dark Sardis 3 has performed within management's range of expectations and has recouped all investments made in development and marketing during the quarter. This bodes well for anyone who was hopeful the series would continue. With Furry's introduction in Darksiders 3, that leaves only one horseman of the apocalypse left for a potential fourth game, Strife. Hopefully fans won't have to wait another five years for that game. If you have missed Darksiders 3, uh, and this is, uh, for a game informer, uh, you can read Kyle Hitter's review and see uh, see how it stacked up against the first two. You can also play the first game on Switch soon. So yes, they're bringing uh, Dark Siders uh, War Master to Switch. Um, so that's good. They they were able to recoup their investment and the cost with marketing for this game. So it sounds like it's so well enough um, that it is made its money back. Um, we shall see if a, a four come out because they kind of you have to play the game and see how it leads up to that. Um, but we shall we definitely shall see. So congratulations to them about that. So we're going to move on to the next one. Uh, and this one is kind of a exclusive interview that happened with Game Informer in a sense. Uh, and uh, this is Obsidian isn't happy with fans bashing Bethesda in Fallout 76. Um, uh, their highlight new cover story was on Obsidian's The Outer's World. Um, they're running, uh, running out a ton of exclusive information on the game, but they wanted to take a quick detour and address a recurring theme that they're seeing in the comments and the discussions around the game. Um, while they were visiting the studio, they spoke with Obsidian CEO, Fergus Aquart, about fans using the existence of The Outer Worlds as ammo to attack Bethesda in the release of, uh, Fallout 76. 
Urquhart says he's surprised that some people assumed the team at Obsidian would know back in 2015 when they started working on the Outer Worlds that the game's announcement would line up with their negative reaction toward Bethesda's Fallout 76 at the end of 2018. People even said things about our trailer, oh man, just slamming it home to Bethesda because we said the original creators of Fallout and Microsoft Fallout New Vegas. We have storyboards from July that said that. He says, I, I have no ill will for Bethesda. I love playing Fallout games. We're not fighting for the same dollars. This isn't meant to be negative. It could probably it can probably be taken as negative. We really enjoy making Fallout New Vegas and people really enjoy Fallout New Vegas, Urquhart said. Bethesda's looking to take the Fallout brand in a different direction. There's nothing right or wrong about that. That's their choice. They own it. They get to do what they want with it. But in our mind, there are people that enjoy where Fallout was. That is what we wanted to do with the Outer Worlds, to give people that. And you know what? Maybe that's a bad decision from the standpoint of the number of people People that would buy it. I don't know. People seem to really enjoy what Fallout New Vegas was. So let's give them an experience that's as similar as we can to that. Um, and then, like, they have video of stuff that people, um, of them talking about the outer worlds and stuff. But it's kind of, it's kind of weird that, you know, that they say this. Um, and, you know, they're kind of on Bethesda side that, you know, people shouldn't be bashing of Bethesda and Fallout 76 for what came out. Um, I think that, I think the thing, what they're looking at and what most people who have, uh, different viewpoint than them talking about, uh, Fallout 76 is that the way that Bethesda rolled this game out, definitely with this pre-orders and the actual game that was delivered to, um, the consumer to the fan base. And so, what what they probably don't see is that definitely with the bag stuff and all the and everything is that a lot of people were mis felt misled and was let down by the initial game that came out after they did the demo. So and with Fallout Four kind of also being kind of being part of that. Some people enjoy Fallout Four. Some people really didn't talk more about it or anything that but it did its numbers and everything. A lot of people feel like Fallout seventy six wasn't a game that Bethesda should have released. Um because it's not up to Bethesda's standard of quality. So I think what the I think what Obsidian is not seeing is that people who bought the initial game and stuff have to deal with these bugs and issues. And definitely those who have pre-ordered it who dealt with the bugs and issues when they played the uh, the beta and stuff. And they felt like that the stuff that happened in the beta carried over to the final game. Now... But that's a kit is working on Fallout 76 to get it up to snuff. Um, but there have been still some problems with it. And people feel like if Obsidian is going to give us the outer worlds and it's going to be that, um, it's going to get delivered that similar feel to Fallout 76, but a little bit better. Then people are going to use that as ammo against Bethesda and told them, see, you should have went with this and, and everything to bring to and had them create Fallout 76 or whatever. And 
sometimes things don't work that they you know the guys that Sydney has said even said that you know the fallout series but lost to bethesda they take it any direction that they want to we have nothing to say about that we think it's we don't think it's bad we don't think it's good whatever they decide to do that's on them we have our own game that we're going to give out and if you feel like fallout 76 and the fallout series is doesn't feel the same hopefully what we produce to you guys will be enough to bring you back to the series that you guys will love and enjoy and probably that that's probably what's going to happen you know i think fans reacting the way that they reacted to fallout 76 in a sense was kind of well deserving is that you paid all this money and it's not up to snuff and that's what happens when you kind of go with an online game and pretty much any game look you know people are doing it to crack down three you know trying to give it to Microsoft and trying to make fun of it and saying what they're saying because of all the delays and it feeling like the first game and just all of this and, and, and everything. It's just that sometimes a game, even after delays, may not be up to snuff or may not reach the expectations uh, that people have set upon it when a game gets delayed. The problem with Fallout 76, in a sense, is that it's a great idea to have as a game. The execution wasn't there. And I, I personally feel that if Bethesda had gave this beta out in August after, you know, they had the E3 presentation and everything or even July or something, just to just open it up to everybody and give them that uh give them a open demo beta for that weekend get some feedback and let that feedback and whatever bugs bugs and stuff go into fallout 76 and if it was so big and enough for that they needed to delay it but doesn't have enough money to delay that game no one would have missed out on fallout 76 if that game got delayed um i think they would have been able to uh, make up for the, the stuff with the pre-orders. I think Bethesda Fallout 76 would have came out better than expected what people thought it was with this initial release. Sometimes feedback is needed for a game when getting a demo. Um, you know, I, I, I talked about this on, on uh, Nintendo Power Block about Damon X Machina is that the guys at Marvelous, um, said that hey you know we're putting this demo out for them ex machina some of you guys will get surveys and we would love your feedback if not follow us on nintendo at america and give us feed the feedback there too help them create to make this game better because and they didn't really give us a, a release date they said summer 2019 and depending on what the feedback they're going to get whether it's negative or positive this criticism this uh not not so much advice but this opinion and this viewpoint that if there's a connection to it they're going to, if that causes them to delay it to make that game better and address those issues i think that would be better you know and kind of and we'll definitely will see when after comes out when you know there are some i think some reviews and stuff that's out there right now people have experienced a full game on pc but we haven't heard anything just yet we we shall see but i think 
if Bethesda would have did that, what Damon X Machina is doing now, is that they put out this beta or this open demo, talked about it, um, or, you know, asked for, I should say not talk about it, asked for, you know, some feedback they would have been able to fix this game in time and they wouldn't have got the reception that they did. So, um, you know, and we're probably all, we're probably, uh, you know, me, Jesse and Corey, we had a discussion about how demos should be done a couple of weeks back. And you guys should really watch the episode. If you missed it, check out that discussion. It was a really great um, discussion. And we, we brought, I brought it up to them because of what the demo for Anthem is I wish that Anthem I'm not Anthem I wish that demo for Damon X Magna was out when we had that discussion too um but unfortunately we didn't know when they was going to show the Nintendo Direct um but we'll probably end up returning we're going to see how demos are done in the future if they're going to get better but we're going to actually move on to uh the next story and this one is going to be uh the final one uh for you guys Eva Japan cuts stream during Dead or Alive 6 segment um get ready for this one <laughs> uh Eva Japan the Japanese version of the venerated fighting game tournament is currently ongoing in Fukuoka Japan uh by the time you guys hear uh hear this um episode that it already happened so i'm just reading uh, what the story offers um the newer branch of evo is getting its footing in its second year but it's still a good place to show off what your fighting game can do to a market eager to play more games in the genre kobe tecmo clearly realized this when they brought in the upcoming dead or alive 6 for an exhibition at the event but it ended with evo ending the segment and suspending the stream for what was deemed inappropriate behavior the problem started when kobe tecmo's presentation began with two women in scantily clad clothing talking about the game alongside Dead or Alive 6 director Yohai Shimbori dressed as Spetsnaz agent Bayman. The two women began spanking each other and showing off their cleavage to the camera by tugging at their outfits. Shimbori posed next to the women as they talked about Dead or Alive in general terms. A little while later, Shimbori began an exhibition of the game. Using a pro wrestler bass, he slammed female opponent Nigo Tengen down on her back, then paused the game and rotated the camera around a sexually suggestive position for 30 to 40 seconds. At this point, Evo cut the stream for what is declared as inappropriate behavior. Evo founder and director Joey uh, Sweller posted on Twitter immediately after stating in a non-deleted tweet that the DOA ad that aired on our stream does not reflect the core values of EVO or the FGC. We ended the stream temporarily to protect the integrity of our brand. We sincerely apologize to our fans. After facing the backlash from fans questioning Cedra 4, among other things, allowing more to combat on stream, but not this, he deleted the tweet. It is definitely a step back for the game's tournament viability as the series has always had a hard time being taken seriously within the fighting game community. While previous attempts to tune the game between tour competitive players have come and gone, Team Ninja frankly ends up backtracking and returning to Dead or Alive's sexually suggestive roots, which is the way much of the series community would prefer it. And... This one is interesting because I, when I read this, I, I didn't even know that Evo Japan was going on. Um, it, it's kind of interesting to see. 
I think a lot of people realize that Dead or Alive 6 is kind of big in Japan than it is here in America. And because of how they how they viewpoint sexuality and viewpoint like female characters in games and even in anime and stuff, you kind of get the idea of what they try to go for. They have a, uh, they have a community in a subgenre about stuff like that and, and things. Um, here in America, when we get to see it, we have such, um, opinion and viewpoint about, uh, sexism, sex just in general, um, how women are depicted and treated, um, even how men are depicted and treated. And, uh, various works of art in, you know, in real life. Um, whether it's fictional or fantasy, there is, uh, opinion about that. Um, you know, there's some stuff that's for a community and that stuff that's not for certain ages, certain mental states of people. Um, so, because it's evil in Japan, that all of that stuff is going on, that's kind of acceptable and looked at within its fan base, whether it's male or female. Uh, we, we understand for a lot of us, or we have a viewpoint that this is supposed to be for kind of a certain straight male audience when stuff like that happens. Uh, but it's not, but when you're Doing a game that's not that's not going to be only sold in Japan and are going to be available around the world. Different cultures take on that one little thing differently. You know, Japan is way different from America and Europe. Like I said, we all have different viewpoints and accept accept things uh, differently. You know, on how we come about censorship. So to see that you know he's talking about the integrity of evil and everything because of that where's it a lot of people kind of feel like where where's the integrity about you ripping somebody's spine out for mortal combat 10 you know you showing all this graphic stuff and even fatalities and stuff like you you don't hold mortal combat to that standard like you do dead or alive so because if you feel like that this is you know the behavior was inappropriate what about the behavior of letting people just display their moves uh for mortal combat you know should dead or alive to the dead or alive series be not included in the game it, along with mortal combat not being included in the tournament like where how do you go about the fighters? So this is going to be kind of bring questions if they do when they bring Evil to America, back to America when we showcase. Is there going to be a set president of what could be shown, what fighting games should be played? If there are, if there a game has characters that's animated or that is look in a suggestive suggestive message because you can't play snk tag team hero heroines you will want to there's a there's a there's a community for that but the but evo is not going to show that because of the character's design but if they add more to combat 11 because they want they want to show that game off and stuff that's unfair 
why you know that's unfair that you hold violence over sexuality and not equal so we shall see what happens in the future with evil and everything you know so when i come back everybody that's you know after our uh after this break we're going to get to our arsenal exchange and we're going to take a look at march's list of games coming out and go have a good discussion about it and i will be right back So let's get into our Arsenal exchange. So I talked about, you know, games that's coming out from March. Like I said, at the top of the show, we had a great January, a great February. Just like we still are in February and we got more games still coming out. We, you know, the Nintendo Direct filled in a lot of games that's coming out for at least up to fall <laughs> for right now that we know of. Uh, and more to come throughout the year, we got another big month. And I didn't expect it. And definitely with us going to April, we're having a lot, another big month. But I kind of want to talk about the games that are dropping on in, in March. I should say not on, but in March across all three platforms. Um, so, uh, this one, and you guys can check this out at GameInformer.com. Uh, their 2009 video game list, they have updated, and they'll continue to update when games get announced uh, with official dates and everything. And if there are some delays and stuff, they'll take it down and they re- and or in 
revise it later on. But let's just start from March 1st. And like I said, I'm adding Sony and Nintendo to this because there are some games that's going to, and PC also, there's going to be some games that are on all four platforms, a game that's going to be a one platform or two platforms and vice and just everywhere. So, uh, on March 1st, we got Dead Alive 6 on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, March 5th is Left Alive, PS4, PC. Total War 3 Kingdoms is March 7th on PC. Devil May Cry 5 is PS4, Xbox One, PC on March 8th. Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn for 3DS on March 8th. The, Cal- the Caligula Effect Overdose on PS4, Switch, and PC on March 12th. The Division 2, PS4, Xbox One, PC on March 15th. One Piece World Seeker on PS4, Xbox One, and PC on March 16th. American Ninja Warrior Challenge on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch March 19th. Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon Everybody on PS4 and Switch March 20th. The Sinking City PS4, Xbox One, PC March 21st. Sekiro Shadows Die, Die Twice PS4, Xbox One, PC March 22nd. The Princess Guide PS4 Switch March 26th. Rampa Trilogy PS4 March 26th. The Walking Dead The Final Season Episode 4 PS4 Xbox One Switch PC March 26th. Final Fantasy 7 Xbox One and Switch on March 26th. Yoshi's Craft the World on Switch March 29th. Tropical 6 PS4 Xbox One PC on March 29th. Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered, Liberation Remastered, PS4, Xbox One, and PC on March 29th. Switch is getting it, but at a later date. So, those are all the games that are coming out. I could actually just tell you, um, from this list, uh, games that I'm getting is Devil May Cry 5, The Division 2, uh, Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, Everybody, I'm getting... Uh, Sekiro's Shadows Die Twice, I'm getting on Xbox One. Uh, I might get the Danganronpa Trilogy. I haven't played them, but I'm very intrigued about it. So I'll probably pick that up also for PS4. Um, Final Fantasy VII, I'm getting on Switch. Yoshi's Crafted World, one of my most anticipated games, I am getting on Switch. Um, Days Gone, I am also getting on, like I said, on PlayStation 4. Uh, I'm going to wait on Assassin's Creed 3 Remaster, Liberation Remaster, uh, because, uh, oh no, Days Gone, that's right, got pushed to April. Sorry everybody about that. Um, it got pushed, it was supposed to come out in March, but it got pushed to April. I forgot they, they had the delay. I thought it was still in March. But, uh, so I, my apology. Um, I am thinking of getting Left Alive also on PS4. That showing of that game on uh Tokyo Game Show from 2017 was amazing. And I'm like, what is this music? What is this artwork? What is okay, I'm for this. And I'm very intrigued to see because I think it's out already in Japan, but I'm interested to see of this game uh being here in America. Kinda wanna see how it's localized and everything. But we got a ton of games. I think for a lot of people, definitely for me, uh, The Division 2 is a big one. Now, uh, just to get everybody heads up, I am reviewing Yoshi's Craft the World. I am reviewing Dead or Alive, not Dead or Alive 6, um, Devil May Cry 5. Uh, those two games I am reviewing. Um, 
I am going to try to do a review for Sekiro. Shadows died twice, and hopefully, shout out. And this is a shout out also to Musli. Um, I kind of want to have a discussion about this game. He's going to be playing it on PS4. I'm playing it on Xbox One. Kind of want to do an optional opinion about it. Um, or just not so much. We might do a spoiler cast or do something very special and really talk about it. Him coming from the Souls game, me kind of coming from the stylized action on the Mushu game, and see where we meet at see where we have this discussion um i am committed to beating the game and stuff will it feel like neo would it feel like bloodborne like the souls game don't know yet uh but i am excited to play it uh this game i can't wait to hear his thoughts and i can't and i hopefully uh he can't wait to hear mine um i think matthew Kuehl is picking up also i really don't know who's all picking Sekiro up but i am definitely getting it for xbox one uh to play the game and do the review it should be interesting um but for xbox players you know dead or Alive six uh i think that the dead you know we just talked about the dead or Alive six story and last the last part of the show uh i think since that's coming out uh, here in America real soon and they're showing what it is. I think that I think that the Dead Life series sells more on Xbox than PlayStation 4. I'm not so sure. Like I said, the community is big in Japan than they hear in America. But when it comes to the Dead Alive games, I see that mostly uh on uh I'm actually seeing it more on Xbox. So that's what I'm kind of trying to, you know, like literally figure out in a sense. So, um, I am intrigued to see what happens with this. I might actually pick it up to see what the game is about. I did play a little bit in the arcade. Like there were some arcade places in uh, Chicago that had it. So I played it there. Um, I did try, I think the original one on Xbox, uh, but didn't really get into it. Sorry about that, everybody. Uh, so I'll see how it goes. If it is something that I need to pick up and people want me to play with them and do kind of do review for it, I will. Uh, I'll just put it out there. If you guys care for it, let me know. Uh, and when I get it to plugs, I'll, you know, throw all the inform- information out so you guys can let me know. Um, now, Devil May Cry 5. Um, great demo. I will say great demo. Uh, I have a quick play, but I, uh, I kind of want to upload it, but I, I was having problems within everything. Uh, hopefully I can get that up on here on the Arsenal X page, but I, I want to see what it offers more past the demo. Um, it's a really fun game. It, it feels way better than Devil May Cry 4. 4 is questionable content. <laughs> I'm just going to say that alone. Uh, but I'm really am intrigued to see what Devil May Cry 5 has to offer. I kind of feel like there needs to be a turbo mode. Uh, because of DMC Devil May Cry 5, I still feel like that this game is slow in a sense, but it, and it could be a little bit faster. Uh, Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn, uh, because of, you know, Switch and stuff, I might pick it up for 3DS. I need to, I need to get another 3DS. Everybody, freshly, my Pokemon, uh, 2DS, uh, screen broke and I haven't sent it all to Nintendo to get it fixed. So I might just buy another 3DS. Uh, or 2DS and stuff, um, and then ship it off and, and everything. Uh, that that's just me. I'm I'm thinking about it. 
you know, because I do want to get Yokai Watch Three that's out and available. Want to get that? Um, the Caligula Effect uh, overdose. I don't know much about it. I gotta try to watch a trailer. Um, pretty much majority of NGR is going to be playing the Division Two. So you know, we got uh Dark Zone Junkies. Um. Uh, with Jason, Move, Corey, and Jesse. They're going to be playing it. Uh, Jesse and Corey's doing it. Xbox. Uh, Cor- uh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. Jesse and Corey's doing Xbox. Jason and Move is doing PlayStation 4. I'm doing it on Xbox. Um, and, you know, hopefully I'll help, uh, be able to help out uh, when I can and just offer my viewpoints on this because the division is really good. I actually went back to the division and played a little bit more of it and got sucked in. It is still a, such a good game. Um, hopefully they fixed up a lot of things. Can't wait to play the open beta that's coming out soon. Um, but I am going to be playing it. Uh, I just won't be on the show to give my opinion about it and everything. But um, we shall see how it turns out. Uh, hopefully the servers are working. But that is probably one of the most uh, anticipated games all from NGR Radio collectively that we're going to uh, be playing. Uh, I don't know if Betty Q is going to be playing it or anything. Uh, but if he is, uh, it'll be good to actually have a roundtable discussion that all seven of us have come together. Together to talk about this game uh, I, and I think Jeff is also picking it up too uh, shout out to Jeff also uh, so it would be good for all of us if we're all picking up the game just to have this discussion and give our give our thoughts about it and there's no right or wrong answer anything but it's going to be interesting everybody's probably going to be looking to see what I'm going to say about it because everybody know I say some out there crazy things it is what it is but it's going to be interesting to have that discussion. Um, One Piece World Seeker, I don't know about that. So I'm probably going to end up passing on it. Uh, American Ninja Warrior Challenge doesn't sound right to me. So I'm probably going to pass about that. Uh, Chuckles Mystery Dungeon, uh, everybody, looks interesting. I love Chuckles. I love the Final Fantasy series. Um, and it looks very cute. And I haven't did a review for Nintendo yet. And I kind of... Um, I'm thinking of, I might do this depending on how far I get through the game and stuff, but I do want to play it. Um, the Princess Guide, I have to look at. Like I, I talked about Daniel Robert Trilogy. Um, I'm not really into the Walking Dead series or anything. I do, I think I own all the first season on PlayStation 4, uh, but haven't, haven't really gone through everything just yet. Um, Final Fantasy 7, of course, like I said, I'm getting on Switch. I love playing that game. Just, just yes i i own it for playstation 4 but i want to play that game on the go when i'm writing so tropical 6 i think none of us is like kind of that kind of builder or player and stuff and assassin's creed 3 remaster that's up in the air but i know me and Corey is doing it for a switch um for it so but there is tons of stuff for everybody on all platforms. There's stuff that's going to be on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo that I'm getting, that Jesse's getting, Corey, Matt, uh, Jason, Moose, and Jeff. All of us are going to be getting games for our particular choice of systems and playing it. And hopefully that we guys can provide you what's been in our arsenal, what we've been playing, uh, you know, covering some news, uh, giving dedicated discussions on these shows and everything, and still be playing like Anthem and Destiny and stuff like that. Um, so it's going to be very interesting. Uh, 
But everybody, that is going to be the show. I want everybody to have a great week. Have a great weekend. Um, you can email the show at arsonxpodcast at gmail.com. I want to know what you guys are getting for March or anything on all, on any console, even PC. I want to know what you guys are looking forward to or, or how you guys are going to budget. Um, you can join us on our Facebook page at Arsenal X Xbox fan group. You can follow us on Twitter at Arsenal X podcast and on Insta- Instagram our Arsenal X podcast come on subscribe to us on our youtube channel at arsenal x xbox pod uh arsenal x xbox channel come on throw up the x with us help us get to that hundred for that url uh we would really love for you guys to share the show with your friends and everything um join us on xbox uh we are the arsenal x podcast group or arsenal x group on xbox we would love to have you guys there um you can find Corey at Corey in hd 713 you can find jesse at phantom maggot ax you can find me at that retro and my podcast optional opinion on soundcloud itunes google play tune in other podcast apps and also join me on xbox one um the lyrical one if you guys want to join me and play some online games i would love to play the division two with you guys master hunter uh world like i'm about to i need to jump back into that game and play with some of you hunters out there new and old like there's a lot of stuff that's coming out that i want to get more involved with you guys so everybody have a great week have a great weekend uh can't can't wait to have the discussion uh about uh crackdown three and anthem with Corey and jesse um so you guys can be looking forward to that we like i said i do apologize for postponing uh the movie commentary but we will reschedule that and have it for you guys so until next time everybody see you on arsenal x and as always we gotta throw up the x because we're exiting out of here bye everybody